Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone had a great week, a little bit less rough than mine was and probably Brittany's too because as mentioned in the previous episode, we had some St. Patrick's Day celebrations occur, also a wedding occur and we know how those can go. (laughs) So let's start with um, a little St. Patrick's Day recap for you guys because you know, I was ambitious this year and instead of just the usual one and done party bus going out, mm-hmm. bar hopping, I did two St. Patrick's Day celebrations. Unlike and you. Unlike me and not meant for anything past 21. It's just, I feel like my body's just run down. I, I It affects I, me. I concur. Like I So you had a few celebrations too, but mm-hmm. so we went to... Um, Our friend's grandpa has owned this Irish hut for a long time. And there's been rumors going around that he could potentially be selling it. Yeah. I didn't know that. No one told me. It was in the news. That It was in the news? (laughs) Yeah. Stop. So. No one told me I, that the hut. I mean, do I think that you know, everyone will stop going there. No, but it's just the last time that he could, he could potentially own it. Which makes me sad. Yeah. So we had to make sure that we went um, and, you know, we did mm-hmm. and we did not take it easy. And then, you know, the next day we had the, another celebration and it was just rough. But I know you had quite a few. So how was your weekend? My weekend? My weekend? My weekend? <laughs> Clearly still recovering from it. It was wonderful. Congratulations to Amy and Noah. Their wedding was beautiful. Um, I will be recovering for the rest of the month um, because we had the rehearsal dinner Thursday. We lightly, lightly celebrated St. Patrick's Day on Friday, got lunch and went to a little wine bar. Very classy, very classy St. Patrick's Day. That is a good move. It was. And then we had the wedding on Saturday in Geneva, which... Everyone that I've talked to about this is like Genovia. No, Geneva, not Princess Diaries. We're not in Princess Diaries. I know. And it was my second time being there, which is so odd. My cousin got married yeah, there. It seems like a very random like town. Right. But and it's, she's from it's around by there. Chicago, yes. though. So yes, like an hour and a half from yeah. there. Um, you know, when you first said you had a wedding for St. Patrick's Day, I was quaking because mm-hmm. I was like, that could be a very dangerous idea. It could have been. Um, but it seems like you guys made the smart decision to not, um, actually go crazy for the St. Patrick's Day, which could, that's a very adult move. Um, The bride was watching. She was there with me the whole time. So I felt the need to behave for her as I was standing up in the wedding. But but also for yourself, because I actually was just talking with somebody this past weekend and they were like, the biggest mistake I made at a wedding was I was in the wedding and at the rehearsal dinner, because a lot of rehearsal dinners are also just open bar. Mm-hmm. So people get a little wild the night before the wedding. And she was like being hung over and a bridesmaid and having to be up and be ready and helping Sounds out miserable. is miserable. So you guys made the right decision. And yeah, it, I'm glad it worked out because I was a little bit nervous when you first told me that I'm like, Mm. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. I hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> um, because here's good. the thing with us, like, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day, but like if I wanted to be, you know, half dead on the bus on Saturday, mm-hmm. I could have been. You yes. couldn't have been. No, I had to be alive, alert, and walking down an aisle. 
Yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm happy for you that Thank it you. all worked out. Um, and I have to tell you guys, the funniest thing happened to me. So Dude. I was half alive on Sunday and I look at my phone and I see this missed call from a girl who we were very close with in elementary school. She went to the same middle school and same high school as us, but I haven't talked to her in about 10 years. I mean, it could be more. And I see a missed call and I am like, this cannot be right. This is a scam. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody put her name down and like call, you know how yeah, you can do that. Yeah, weird. So I'm like, this is just no way. So I go to screenshot the missed call and send it to you because I was like, is this cor- the correct contact? I thought I was seeing things because I was on my five hour car ride home. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, we were both like also just not thinking correctly. So I'm like, this is just can't be real. And so <laughs> I'm sending her the screenshot. And as I'm sending it, um, I get a voicemail and I'm like, then what? like first in my head, I'm like, it's a scam for real. I go, this is confirmed, not really her, because I can't imagine even calling you and leaving you a voicemail. I don't think I've ever le- like left you a voicemail my entire life. Okay, but no, this girl is just built different because somehow <laughs> yeah. it really was this girl that I know and haven't talked to in so long. And you guys are not going to believe this, but mm. she leaves me a voicemail about how she saw some TikToks about Ouija boards and unlocked memories from when she was younger and used to hang out with us in elementary school and do the Ouija board. And <laughs> she goes, yeah, I don't even know like how we had it, but I know we got one and we would do it. And she was like, we, you know, the curtains would move, all this crazy stuff would happen. And so I ended up texting her back and being like, Thank you so much because you just validated me and Brittany not knowing if we were nuts and like making yeah. things up in our head. Um, but you guys, so our spooky stories stick around for this October because we are not joking. These are real. They are real. I mean, like, what does that say about us as children that we were instigating these terrible things? Terrible things. Yeah. Oh. So um, those that's some updates for for you guys from our past week rough and wild i would say wild (laughs) it's a good way to put (laughs) it um but also we have some updates from some topics from last week's podcast because one of the things we talked about was jenna ortega going on dak shepherd's podcast and talking about how she kind of saved her character in wednesday she improvised a lot of lines herself and she was really invested in her character she wanted to make sure that this turned out to be the character that she envisioned for Wednesday. Well, we kind of were wondering, how is this going to go? Because you're still in the middle of filming. Right. Um, it's not concluded. So you have to go back to work with these people. Yep. Um, and so what are they going to think of all this? They didn't like it. Well, the executive producer, one of them, from Wednesday, Stephen D. Knight, spoke out calling Jenna Ortega entitled and toxic after he heard the podcast. Which I feel like those two things like were direct, like from him to her, direct jabs, where I feel like what she said could have just been taken out of context. I agree a little bit because I don't think she meant it in a negative way of like, they couldn't do their job. So I had to, I think she meant it in the way of, 
I just really cared so much about this project that I did whatever I could, even if it could have got me in trouble Mm -hmm. to make sure it was good. I think that's the way she meant it. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens now. And also Tim Burton, who is like the main, you know, creative genius behind a lot of Wednesday hasn't said anything so I feel like if he's fine we're all fine we're all fine mm-hmm. and we will get our two more seasons of Wednesday hopefully um and then also in the last week's episode we were talking about how Tiger Woods ex-girlfriend didn't really even know she was an ex-girlfriend to be honest <laughs> so she <laughs> you know left the house on a little trip what she thought was a trip Came mm-hmm. back, was kicked out. Um, and so this um, got us things. So she's suing him. We talked a little bit about that. And now we have this week, Bad Bunny's ex-girlfriend. They dated from 2011 to 2016. They were engaged for a brief period of time. Mm. So very serious relationship. She is now suing him for $40 million. So... She claims that right before Bad Bunny's album came out, she was contacted by his representatives asking for her to sign a contract, giving them permission to use her voice in two of the songs for $2,000. She's like, no, No. these are going to make way more than $2,000. Like I need better compensation. So she refused to sign the contracts and they put the album out like the next day. Anyways, that without, so they were trying to pressure her like last minute, like we need you to sign this. We need right you away. to agree it's coming out. And That's she didn't. Up. So now she's suing them for $40 million for using her voice. Um, I also heard that she's a lawyer. So I think that's where she kind of got to this 40 million because she has racked up some, not just straight up like monetary you know, exchange of what you owe me. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, I was harassed and now I'm being harassed by your fans and now mm-hmm. I'm being this. So she's using like, you know, all her, the charges. All the, she's pulling out all the stops. So she's got receipts too. And so, yeah, that, um, and you know what else was on his album? So he's allegedly dating Kendall Jenner now. Right. And so allegedly on this album, there's also a diss to Devin Booker, who is Kendall's ex. Which is kind of shocking because I feel like it just started to come out that Kendall Jenner is with Bad Bunny. So listen, one of two things here Mm. could confirm that this was for PR. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you're right. Or... Or could confirm that maybe this has been going on way longer than we knew about. I think you're on to something. One of two things. Um, And then also speaking of some music, we have Taylor Swift Eras Tour. That has officially began. Um, I was absolutely blown away, but not surprised that it is a three hour 44 song set. That is the most insane length of a set that I've ever heard of. And I heard because my TikTok feed has now been flooded with Airs Tour spoilers, whether I want to see them or not, they are there. That's how it goes. I was slightly disappointed, but quickly got over it because I am intrigued. I am bought in and she does not stop. 
she is singing, dancing for the entirety of this three hours. I did hear, which I obviously don't know how true true it is or not, but that she does intend to switch two of the songs yes. every time. So it's going to be different for every single city of what two songs she performs acoustically, I believe it is. Yes. So that's going to be interesting. A little, um, you know, twist to make it special for each city. Yes. Again, not surprised. Um, I don't know if this is considered a spoiler at this point, because again, like we said, it's kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. But she's grouping the songs by album, which I kind of like. And I feel like it's a very logical thing to do, because if you are performing 44 songs, how the hell else are you going to order them? Yeah, there was a lot of speculation around how she was going to go about it. This feels smart. Um, I am disappointed in the lack of Speak Now songs. So I didn't get into like all the details of it, but you know oh, that I that know. is one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums. So I would be very hard to um, find that out. But um, it's it's good enough for somebody to get married at her show because Renee Hurtado and Max Bachman tied the knot during the second show of the tour in Arizona. Um, they showed up with their maid of honor and did their exchange vows while one of the songs was going on. The maid of honor signed the witness form and they were married right then and there at the concert. Which is crazy to me. And we talked about this earlier. I was like, how did they even hear each other at the concert? It was probably so loud. But you would be surprised how actually what you say and like the vows that are exchanged, how unimportant it is because realistically, and it's so weird to think about marriage as like just paperwork, but really- That's so sad to think about. It is though, because all you have to do is have a witness yeah. and say, yeah, they were ordained or, you know, I ordained them. So it is definitely possible Um I'm going to guess that their vows were pretty short. Yes. <laughs> Maybe like an I do, I do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that is, I think, the first time I've ever heard anything like that. We've seen proposals. You know, people propose often, I feel like, at mm-hmm. concerts or even games. Like, yes, we've seen a lot at, oh yeah, you know, sporting events. Um. But yeah, so somebody got married. Um, wild. It's crazy. Are you going to do that? You know me. Spontaneous. You know what, though? <laughs> Evan did say that he thought about proposing at Lala, so maybe we'll uh, <laughs> maybe we'll convince him to do it there. You could. Yeah, right. Um, that would be wild. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So also, though, <laughs> speaking of, you know, Taylor Swift, she's got a lot of openers, and she's changing she the does. openers based on locations. But one of them actually is going to be at Lollapalooza this year because... Um, the Lollapalooza lineup came out today. Best day of the year. So we obviously went through it immediately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got our little list of, you know, honorable mentions, people we know. Um, but let's start with the headliners for Lollapalooza 2023. Hopefully an episode will be coming to you from Lollapalooza again. But we have Kendrick Lamar headlining, Billie Eilish Red Hot Chili Peppers, Odessa, Lana Del Rey, Carol G, The 1975, and Tomorrow Together, which I'm very excited about. It's an incredible lineup, and I have said for years that I would love to see, if not Halsey, 
Lana Del Rey performing. Like she's like right up there on the top of my list of who I would want to see at a festival. So I am over the moon. Yeah, I'm pretty excited that Billie Eilish is coming back because we talked about last year in our episode how we saw her, you know, when she first came out on, you know, on one of their smaller stages. And now she's literally headlining. It's going to be it's going to be sick. It's going to be so good. It's one of the best things about these festivals. And then some other people that we noticed, Sabrina Carpenter, very excited about that because I feel like she's going to be one of those people who could potentially do like a Billie Eilish situation where, you know, we see her on a smaller stage and she comes back on a bigger stage. I agree. I really like her music. Yeah. Um, and then we have Maggie Rogers, who has come before um, Diplo and Lewis the Child, which both of those are going to be so fun. So fun. Um, Alan Walker, Jesse Reyes and Jesse Murph. Um, and then. This was an absolute kind of out of left field, I feel like. But Carly Rae Jepsen. I feel like we're going to be bopping around. Oh, of course. When aren't I we? Mean, this is true. But like the throwbacks. Yeah, it's going to be definitely some throwbacks in there. I don't even really know like a lot of her new music, but I'm definitely going to look gotta now. Start. Yeah, yeah. we, we got to be invested. We'll, we'll have our um, Lollapalooza playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this was kind of crazy too, which I don't know why I think it's so crazy. I think sometimes he's such a TikTok personality that I forget he actually does music, but yeah. Young Gravy is going to be there. So it's going to be a spectacle. I'm sure that's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, we've got lots of good things coming. And speaking of Billie Eilish is also debuting her acting career as a celebrity guest star in Swarm. It's actually out now. So it's on Prime Video now. And she's in episode four. She's just celebrity guest starring though. So she's mm-hmm. not in the whole thing, but she is a main character in episode four. Um, and so pretty much what I've gathered is that her character plays a character that's part of a cult and is trying to recruit the main character of the series, Dre. Mm-hmm. And the character that she's playing is actually based off the real life cult of Nexium. I feel pretty invested in this and I feel like I'm going to have to watch it now that I know because I had no idea that this series was out but now that she's attached to it going to be in episode four I, I'm going to watch it. Yeah they have some other guest um, like cameos coming oh, cool. I guess. I think one of them they said was like Paris Jackson is going to be in it okay. as well. Um but yeah, it seems like a really good thing. So I guess the main premise of the show is the main character, Dre, is obsessed with a cult-like mindset mm-hmm. of a singer who's supposed to be like almost like a Beyonce, but it's a fictional character. A fictional Beyonce. A fictional Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And they're following this um, character across you know the country and just obsessed like absolutely Mm. obsessed so the whole show is kind of like how do you get into this cult like mindset you know where does this come from and so it's showing like how you know this progresses and literally features somebody trying to recruit her to a cult so I think it's going to be really good it sounds good I'm happy that it's already out though and we're we're just now finding out about it so I don't have to wait yes so I'm pretty excited about that um but things we will have to wait on. In 2024, Demi Lovato is directing a new show about child stars for Hulu. 
And, you know, it's funny because we were talking about how Disney owns Hulu. Mm -hmm. And obviously, Demi was a child star on Disney. So how how deep do we think Demi is going to get into talking about her experience? I don't think she can get all that deep into it. Because I can't imagine that she would bring on too many Disney stars to talk about their stories. When you think about people like Allison Stoner or even Cole Sprouse, the people that have come out and talked about their time on Disney. I don't know if this would be the place where they would want to go to share that story. And would Disney allow that? Exactly. I don't think they would, which makes me sad because I would love to see someone like Selena Gomez on here just because of her and Demi's friendship, their time on Disney Channel together. But who's to say? Yeah, they're not saying who is coming on it yet. I wonder if they're going to focus more on like Nickelodeon child stars. I can see that. They've been really outspoken. Yeah, because I know recently there was a lot of hot hot water going around about the one guy i can't think of his name but he like dan schneider yes Mm -hmm. that he worked with all the nickelodeon stars and he was very inappropriate and all that um allegedly and so i just wonder if they're gonna try to focus more on those people instead of disney people that could be it and if it is disney people i don't think they'll allow it to be that deep because supposedly they're gonna like you know show clips of them on the sets when they were younger and kind of like memorable memories for them which if it is like that then i could see it being the disney route so time will tell interesting well zendaya was actually a a disney child star and forget that i do too and she's come a long way since then obviously Mm -hmm. and so she's now though getting into it's really not drama but we thought it was drama, but it's Speculations not drama. of drama. Yeah. So Zendaya has a stylist called Law Roach. And actually, Law Roach is really well known in the industry as being mm-hmm. one of the top stylists. And apparently, there was a little bit of a, a tiff mm-hmm. when Zendaya and Law Roach arrived to the Louis Vuitton fashion show expected to be sitting next to each other and they just didn't have a seat for law roach Mm -hmm. everybody thought that maybe zendaya was telling him oh just go sit in the second row you know according to law roach that is not what happened um there was a lot of confusion there was shuffling going on and she didn't know where he was supposed to go either right and so he ended up saying like it there was nothing between me and zendaya that was not what it was but shortly after this Law Roach retired, saying, because of politics, lies, and false narratives, he would no longer be working in the fashion industry. He does have a history of being ostracized in the fashion industry, though, from major fashion brands besides Louis Vuitton, because Dior did the same thing similarly Mm -hmm. in 2021. So in 2021, Law Roach was styling Anya Taylor-Joy, who was really big at the time for the Queen's Gambit. And he put her in some iconic looks from Dior that Dior reshared. However, when Dior reshared it, they didn't credit Law Roach. So Law reposted saying, you know, 
if you're gonna keep posting these looks yeah give me some credit give credit where it's due and usually i think it is really common for it is stylists to be credited for their work as they should and so you know fast forward a month later anya is announced as the new global ambassador for dior after law styled her in dior Mm-hmm. But when she started working with Dior, they said, oh, well, you need a new stylist. So mm-hmm. Law was taken out of the picture. Now there's talks that after this incident recently with Zendaya and Louis Vuitton, mm-hmm. that this is going to be the same circumstance that maybe Zendaya is getting put as the face of Louis Vuitton and they oh. want Law out of the picture. See, but I can't see her doing that. Who's to say really? But I feel like Zendaya is the queen doing the right thing. I don't think she, I think especially after everything that's come out and him wanting to retire, Mm -hmm. I could see her being like, you know what? I don't think that's the right thing to do right now. Yeah. Um, Hopefully maybe she won't. I, I don't know exactly how deep it goes. I don't know how much law really blames just Louis Vuitton for it. Right. It seems like, a bigger it's issue. A bigger issue here um, that's been going on for years. So I am pretty curious to see what's going to happen. It seems all pretty shady. Um, and I think more will come out of it because mm-hmm. Law Roach is doing some interviews now. So Is he? Hmm. So, yeah, that kind of concludes, though, what's been going on this week. All the shady stuff, some updates. Um, but let's get into, we had some good shady stories this week. So let's get into shady story number one that has a title called Stuck Between a Rock and a Hard Place. Love a title. This story happened a few years ago and I promised myself I would take it to the grave because I feel guilty as hell even though I did the right thing, I guess. My best friend is like a sister to me. I love her to pieces and we do everything together. She's my partner in crime. So you can only imagine how happy I was when she started dating one of my boyfriend's closest friends. She was on cloud nine and they were perfect for each other. We started double dating, planning vacations together. It was truly great and I could see how happy and in love they were with each other. Well, one day it all went south. It was Valentine's Day and I was having dinner with my boyfriend at a restaurant outside of our town when he told me he was keeping a secret from me that was killing him inside then proceeded to tell me that his friend, who was dating my best friend, was cheating on her for the past few months, and that he was in fact having dinner with his side piece on freaking Valentine's Day in a nearby restaurant. I was livid. I couldn't believe what I was hearing, because this guy had told my best friend that he was out of town for business, and as it turns out, he was creeping with another girl. Once I knew the truth, I became a woman on a mission. I had to see it with my own eyes. So I went over to the restaurant where this guy was having dinner with his mistress, and what do you know, there he was with her, just sitting at a table in the front window. I didn't think twice and started taking photos of them and sent them anonymously to my best friend. I knew she had the right to know what was going on, but I didn't have the guts to be the one to tell her because I knew she'd be devastated. She then confronted him and broke up with him, and I had to pretend I didn't know anything. I never had the courage to tell her the truth. This is one of the worst things I did in my life, and I feel guilty as hell, and to this day, I still wonder if I did the right thing. 
Not on freaking Valentine's Day. On freaking Valentine's Day. Creeping on freaking Valentine's Day. Creeping on freaking Valentine's Day. (laughs) I mean, did she just get up and leave her boyfriend to go creep? Rightfully so. I mean, I would do the same thing. I think you would as well. Absolutely. I think... You know, it's proof. The only thing she's, I, I think this person that wrote this in is wondering if they did the right thing was anonymously telling her. But at the same time, it was kind of the best of both worlds. Get the best. Um, because <laughs> I have to tell you something in a second, but. Oh no. Because, you know, the boy, her boyfriend is friends with him and didn't want, you know, yeah. that drama. And so she kind of saved the drama a little bit. Um, but still was able to tell her best friend and do right. the right thing. They didn't have to be involved. They could be supportive. Yeah. I think all smart decisions. It wasn't that shady. I would say maybe like a three or a four out of ten. I'd say for the writer, the writer inner, it was like writer one. one. Yeah. But for like the, the creeping friend on freaking Valentine's Day. Freaking Valentine's I'm going to say that's like, that's like an eight. Yeah, that is funny. But what I was going to tell you is, so, you know, for St. Patrick's Day, we we're on the bus and mm. we're on the way home. <clears throat> so the girls took over the ox and we, you would have loved it. We were just jamming out to old Hannah Montana. Stop. The hoedown throwdown. What? I love it. the hoedown throwdown. And we were trying to do the dance. I remember the dance. I Oh, I know the dance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I just needed you to know that. Dang. Share well, that little fun fact. I'm mad. <laughs> Shady of me. That was very shady of you. Shady story number two. One thing before I start this story, my mom hates perfume. So when I was a little kid, my mom used to get mad at me a lot because I was a bad kid. My mom got mad at me once so badly, so I got the strongest perfume and sprayed it all over her side of the bed. And then I found out that she had allergies and had to go to the hospital. I felt so bad. She still doesn't know. You guys no. have to tell you something. So- I know exactly <laughs> why you picked me to read this. So I was reading through these stories before we, <laughs> you know, picked them for the podcast. And I read this to Brittany and her first response to me was, I feel like I would have done that as a kid. Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, gosh. So you know what? This is kind of funny. I, I feel like it was harmless in the. No one died. It was harmless in the end. Um, kids do shit like that all the time, kids I feel will be like. Kids. Yeah, kids will be kids. Um, that's so funny, though. I feel like it's like a like a five out of ten. Like three again. Yeah, nothing crazy. Speaking of three, shady story number three. I grew up with both parents fighting every day. My siblings and I grew up like this. We were pretty much used to it, but everything changed when I found out my dad was cheating. I kept quiet when I found out because my mom did not have a job at the time, and I didn't want anything to happen to any of us. Years later, my dad became more distant with everyone and would always leave for days to be with his girlfriend. No one knew at the time. Eventually, my mom found out, though, through family, and she got a job. I then found out that my dad stopped paying rent and groceries, and so it all fell on my mom, who was a fast food worker. She was months behind on rent, and she didn't want anyone to know until we got a notice saying we owed thousands and would get evicted if we didn't pay. My mom got a loan and paid it off. Eventually, I got so fed up with my dad, and I threw all of his belongings in the trash bag and threw it outside as my brothers changed the locks and made sure he couldn't get in. Of course, he was away with his girlfriend and didn't get his things until later that night, days later. 
We didn't hear from him for months until I went to Mexico with my mom and brother for my cousin's wedding, and we saw my dad there with his new wife. Mind you, he was still legally married to my mom, so I decided to confront the lady. I confronted his wife in the restroom and introduced myself to her. her. I told her she was married to my dad, who has four kids. She didn't believe me at first because he told her he didn't have any children. I told her it was a lie, so she confronted my dad and his siblings. He, of course, lied, but his sisters told the truth. I haven't really seen my dad since the wedding, but I think he's living in a truck now. I mean, did he think he was going to get away with bringing this other woman to a family wedding? I don't know how he thought that they wouldn't be at their own family's wedding. Right, or that no one was going to tell this girl that he, in fact, does have, what, four kids? I guess not. Um, That's not a secret that's going to stay a secret if you're bringing her around your family. It wasn't the smartest move on his part, but it sounds like a lot of this wasn't. Mm -hmm. I was a little... I was a little very concerned in the beginning because I thought we were ending on another sad note because last week we did. And I was like, damn it, I did it again. But it wasn't that sad of a note because now this guy is living in a truck and that is his karma. Justice was served. Overall, I think this is like an eight out of 10. Yeah, seven. Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) that concludes this week's episode. In our Patreon bonus content this week, we are talking about engagement stuff, picking my engagement party outfit, Um, but we are also kind of getting into some hot topics in the beginning of the bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do if you are engaged, plan a wedding, and get unengaged? Mm -hmm. You throw your stuff out. Do you throw your whole ideas out? Do you, you know, trash it all? We're also talking about surprise weddings at engagement parties. So when the hosts, all of a sudden, it's not an engagement party, it's a wedding. Um, So yeah, we're giving our two cents on both those topics and then getting into some outfit options. And yeah, so that's on the Patreon bonus content. Click the link in the description if you want to sign up for that. And keep submitting the shady stories because this week were some really good ones. Yeah, they were. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.